Uh, so I, I do have some um, preamble fodder if um, we'd like to engage on this one. I'll bite. Yeah. Uh, so because I, I go to my dark corner of the internet occasionally, uh, today I return with uh, news about uh, Mattel. Mattel, like the... Or Hasbro, whoever the fuck makes Barbie dolls. That one oh, I think is, is Mattel. Well, so they are um they are launching a new line of Kens complete with kind of fuckboy uh, Ken. Kind of fuckboy Ken. Okay. He's vaguely Latin but has that hairstyle. It's pretty bad. Okay. Do you have a picture of this? But the most I uh, I can google it quickly. Uh, but the the important one from this is you have man bun Ken. Oh joy. <laughs> Man bun Ken. Man bun Ken. No words. No words. Just put in Barbie. It's like the first thing, ironically, because I was trying to look up who yep. makes it. It, it. it is Mattel. All right, I'm gonna... These sadly are not showing the true terror that is man bun Ken. It's the. Okay, I found, the I found the link story. you want. Found it! Oh my god, one of them is just straight Justin Bieber Ken. Yep. Yep. It's kind of weird and ironic in a way that this has to build this way because clearly, or they're trying to build around what's popular fashion at the moment because that's what yep. he does. And yep. so much of it is like, how do I describe this? Wiz Khalifa's uh, idol clicker. Mm -hmm. is like part of what fashion is nowadays that it's like yep. here's your wholesome child toy and like any most of these character ken dolls i could see wearing a uh marijuana leaf snapback hat yeah i i'm, I'm kind of <laughs> surprised there isn't one with one yeah the one on the far left who has the cactus plant shirt is the is the closest yeah, I was gonna say the one with the sunglasses that I'm pretty sure don't come off. <laughs> I that one's the one I think needs the marijuana leaf snapback hat. Oh yeah, uh, he's got on uh, some kind of like huffy hat or something like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rocking that Volcom. So here's the question: When do we get the Something Wicked Studios Alex Ken doll that comes in a romp him? Uh, it's already in production. I'm not gonna lie to you. We. We saw a merchandising avenue and chose to pursue it. Mm -hmm. uh, how do I put this? Uh, we're not sure how to make it exactly, though. So, well, for, <laughs> fortunately, I have a lot of expertise in that. But that said, um, I'm really looking forward to how here in this thing, they have the evolution of the Ken doll, where they show, you know, between the 1960s and the 2017, and they're going to have to put in there... 2017 again they rewrote the rules on the game and it's just a picture of the alex ken doll just standing in all of its glory <laughs> with its uh twitch glasses on just like yeah the fuck's so that's up. the issue it's that's the issue it's we can in theory manufacture with some ease it's the getting the right level of respect and wanting to punch it in its goddamn face <laughs> for dressing that way simultaneously that's hard to capture in doll form. Well, the other thing is, is unfortunately, 
to get the exact <laughs> essence to radiate the pure charisma that is Alex. The yeah, that's, that's, that's plastic what you, you have just doesn't it. have that innately in it. You need to start cramming souls into it. And yeah, that, I can that, speak from our re- something we see as research department that we have tried goat souls. They just don't take the same way. Cat souls really don't take. We're we're starting to lo- move into well, cats. Don't have souls. Yeah, they don't. So. Or, they have like a remnant of one. You, you need to like compress a bunch of them together. It's kind of like making dye out of flowers. Um, yeah, that cat smisher got us in a lot of trouble. Oh yeah, no the the uh, there were a lot of organizations that weren't okay with the cat smisher. Um, the what? And yet a surprising number that were. Yeah. Oh no no no. What well, don't. Don't be confused. There were many investors interested in the technology behind the cat smisher, many of which were asking about other things they could put into the cat smisher, which did lead to some ethical curiosities. But hey, their money and wherever they're taking it, not my problem. It is weird how little interest they showed in the hamster juicer. (laughs) It's a byproduct. Which, again, you know, big... uh, conglomerates and you know money moguls out there if you were interested in the wonders that is the hamster juicer we we have the technology we have figured it out we we're moving forward the hamster juicer is just a stepping stone to greater newer oh technology. god this joke has gotten so away from us <laughs> we we went from fucking trash talking a kid's toy to talking about feeding hamsters through a juicer <laughs> dear god uh, that, that's quite the leap. We didn't spend that much time on o- it. Um. Only the best to make the perfect Alex Barton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 64. I was about to try and say a title as if there would be one, but I guess there can't be a title to this episode until we have it. Huh. Only I may pick the titles. Me, Charlie. Yeah, I can try to throw out ideas, but Charlie will just shut them down every time, or just call the uh, podcast "Spite," just to spite. Spite. You the know, spite you, cast. You got a good idea? Maybe I'd use it. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to episode sixty-four. Spite the name. Um. Uh, I am Jeff, also no. known as Invader Gur, and I'm joined here by Alex, also known as Mave Online or Heinous Mave, and I am also here with Charlie, aka Mordak. Yo, or Mord 4K. The attempt is there. I what see. What do you fire you this week too? <laughs> he's, get, he's getting ready for the Xbox X release. That's what it is. Charlie, who's HR? <laughs> Jen. Jen. Jen's HR. Jen! I'm technically Come HR. here, we need to fire Alex. <laughs> I, a variety of jokes have been made about what it takes to get a job at something Wicked Studios. So, <laughs> we're not going to go into yeah. that. Hey, uh, I will not be becoming the owner of something Wicked Studios' girlfriend anytime soon. <laughs> um, but, that said, how was your week, Alex? Uh, I had a doozy of a week. So, we all seem to have. So, let's see. We obviously, last week, we were coming off of the E3 thing where I was there in person, which was kind of cool. Yep, and, that thing uh, was you dodge the plane And pip yeah. our own shit for a second here. If you haven't seen that thing yet, the E3 video is awesome. And if you go to the last hour of it, you get to see Alex in a swagged, fabulous romp him. It also shows up like somewhere around five minutes, I think, yeah, through, but not in 
video form. There's a picture of me in my DJ Khaled pose in front of a car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Is that how you pronounce that guy's name? I thought it was Khalid. I always said Khaled, and that's all I heard. I don't know. I think it's Khaled, I know, but yeah. I mean, I'm a metalhead. My vote doesn't really amount to much. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, let's see. So, recovery from post E3-ness. So, I was out of work for the week, which was nice. Uh, heading into the work week, uh, there was a weird pocket forming, a uh, weird bubble or pocket forming in my ceiling. So I thought that was interesting. Turns out at work or at home. At home, so it's just getting ready okay, to go back to work, kind of thing. That's the bad million spiders. No, God, no, no, no. <laughs> All armed with guns. All armed with guns. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, turns out uh, my AC had uh, some sort of clog or something going on with the pipe that puts out the condensation. Oh, up water. And the AC was leaking water into my ceiling. Oh, great place for that. Yep, so it was coming out through one of the holes in the ceiling through into the paint. So it was a pocket of water inside the paint. But Ugh. we didn't know. I thought it was just air at first. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Maybe it's because of the heat and everything else that's going on. I didn't really make sense of it until my one of my smoke detectors started dripping water. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> so it traveled from one side of my house to the other. That's how much water there was somewhere up there. So, oh, God, this reminds me of a time I was working somewhere and I went into a room and there was just water coming out of an electrical outlet. And I looked at it being like, I don't know what's wrong with this picture, <laughs> but I'll figure it out in a second. <laughs> I'm like, that's not good. Yeah. Who's so, over some 110 powered water? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's full of electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. Yeah, electro- electro- ah, damn you, Charlie. It's what plants crave. Yes. Oh, but, um, so let's see. So I had that happen. Um, so the AC went down this week when LA finally started to get hot. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up getting a huge industrial fan that my parents had in the garage stashed away for some reason, uh, and used that and the AC got repaired today. So I'm back to a nice crisp and cool 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, how do you people live? (laughs) With AC. With AC. Yep. Oh, 70 so hot. <laughs> I know, but I've learned to deal with it. Really? I like 70. I 60 go or lower. bust. <laughs> 60 or bust? Jeez. <laughs> but, um, so, and it's cool because I also got, because uh, the actual panel was screwed up, so I switched it for an Echo B3 that I bought on sale. So now I can set my AC on the way home through my phone. So when I get home... The room is already cool. Very nice. Uh, one of my coworkers got that. We got the um, attachment code thing. Yeah. So we've been messing with him at night. Oh. <laughs> that's fucking terrible. Funny, but terrible. <laughs> we thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got that all set up, and uh, it's, it feels good, man. It's nice to have a nice little Echo B set up. The AC is running nicely. Uh, between that and, gosh, what else happened? Uh, huh. Can't remember too much of this. Oh, just been playing more Player Unknown's Battleground, doing that stuff. Uh, girlfriend got an Xbox One for cheap, so why? Uh, she likes Xbox, so. And I right. mentioned that like earlier last week, actually. Yeah, I 
no, two weeks ago. Yeah, I think. Are they now plummeting ago. in price or something? I'm unaware. Of. No, she didn't uh, buy it new one. She bought it from some guy like used for like hundred bucks as well. <laughs> I guess that's Dude, not a to... terrible deal. Yeah, we got like in a controller and or two controllers and all that. So. Oh yeah, no, no, that that's a steal. Wait, yeah, that Xbox I stand is by hot. Why? But huh? That that Xbox is hot. No, no, he, it's his. He's getting rid of it because he needs to pay rent. So, mm. One man's rent, or one man's Xbox is another man's rent money. So, yeah, I have that now, and so we, I got, I bought her a game, and so I got her the Bioshock trilogy, which was on sale at Target. So shout outs to Target. <laughs> not a bad so, trilogy. No. So Charlie's gonna stop at not a bad two games, or yeah, those first two games are great. That third game, mm-hmm. oh boy. Yeah. Way to ruin a franchise. <laughs> so, between my AC messing up and then, oh, I remember the other big thing that happened. So, my computer's been running a little hot recently. Uh, temperatures were higher than normal, even with the AC in the house, so I thought that was kind of odd. Uh, so, I ran a couple tests, and it turns out uh, my temperatures were really high. So, under load, my PC should be around 50, between 40 to 50 degrees Celsius uh, when you're playing, you know, games and doing stuff, right? Sure. Mine was shooting up to about 80 hmm. ah. with streaming. So, like, that's that. There's something wrong here. So, I ended Can up going I? to. Uh, no, I just don't think the fans that I had on there weren't that great to begin with. Because I have a, a radiator uh, set up on my PC. Oh. And so I don't think it was pushing enough air properly. So, uh, I remembered I had a $20 gift card to Best Buy, and I found some really nice Corsair uh, magnetic bearing fans or whatever. They spin up to about 2,000-something RPMs, which is nice. It's all about so, CFM, not RPM. Well, I know. They but, got a cool name like a Chill Master. No, no, no. But the CFM on this is actually pretty solid, too. They're, they're, they're made for high static pressure. So okay. It, it, it works good. Got it in there now. Pressure. I want a... there to be positive pressure in there. <laughs> I mean, in theory, so, yeah, you do want that. I just don't know if that's actually feasible unless you're building a goddamn clean room around your computer. Uh, wasn't... Uh, wasn't Dell like pushing convection cooling a couple years ago? Were they? Oh, they, they're using something where it's like no fan cooling the airflow because of pressure systems will cool your PC. Okay, well, hmm. actual airflow, I believe, is convection cooling because root word convey. It's the air moving. Yeah, past it, 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 as opposed. To they it. were doing some weird like internal setup so that like the heat would rise and then create a vacuum and force itself out or something. And as it would suck other air in, I don't remember following it that much. But I remember seeing like this weird ad where it's like the future of PC cooling, convection. I'm like, that sounds dumb. I mean, <laughs> theoretically, that's possible by like you would need to have a lot of very strange stuff in there with like all kinds of like brass and copper controlling like. I blow. These were fucking weird looking. Yeah. So I think that may have. I, it's a these neat were, like, idea. Like the new high end Dell. It's like that's cool but yeah no. it doesn't everyone, sound like something that would work better than fans do but i mean it's interesting everyone here knows that submersion or was it yeah submersion in oil cooling is the best way to go oh yeah mineral oil if you can get it or uh yeah whatever it was yeah i'm sorry we all know the best coolant for a pc is mountain dew oh this is true <laughs> Kind of mountain you're dew, not though. cooling with the dew are you really even gaming that's true that's a good point i feel like i should eat some doritos over my keyboard now yeah 
I used to have a Red Smash Bull sponsorship, right but it just didn't hold up under temperature. Uh... I have seen way too many case mods lately of people being like, yeah, I'm cooling it with Coke as fuck it. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Why the fuck did you do that? <laughs> uh, but uh, You are a bad person. <laughs> but uh, So I got the new fans, and I applied a new round of thermal paste, and now my computer sits at a cool 30 degrees Celsius. Nice. So crisis. What pattern of therm? What thermal paste pattern did you go with? Did the X? Did you do the P and the X? Did you write your name out? What did you do? I wrote the uh, thirteen thirty seven across the processor. Okay. Acceptable. Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. You know, because I'm a leak gamer. I mean, it should have been the SWS skull, but I mean, yeah. I'm not that artistic. It makes your it makes your processor run twice as fast. <laughs> Powered by well, hatred. Exactly. Really, it only helps you with piracy things, so it makes your torrents run faster. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's weird. There's a new meter on my motherboard today called a spite meter, and it's <laughs> apparently fluctuating now. <laughs> eventually, that turns over to rage. Um, eventually, that will evolve to the hate furnace. Ah, perfect. Yep. So when you overclock it, you're basically increasing the flames of the hate furnace? No, no. The hate furnace harnesses things you hate. To leach more power. It's ah. one of those renewable energy sources. It just it it's self-perpetuating, autocatalytic, as it were. Oh, okay. Like just make sure you Google things you hate once a day, and it'll absorb that hatred. And we need to overclock it. You kind of just turn the valve onto the on position, and pure unadulterated hate energy will flow through your computer. <laughs> and then just like Google I, like people with opinions on Far Cry Five, and next thing you know, the thing's going to be running like. Borderline oh. too hot. Oh. oh no, you need purer hatred than that. You need like um things you hate in a deep down level, like uh like musicians and shit like that, but not like all musicians, like what's Kanye West saying right now? <laughs> I'd probably laugh at that. <laughs> you have to find your hatred. Yeah. <laughs> but uh now it's running well, so I'm happy because now I can stream again uh at maximum efficiency. Oh, I know what Alex's version would be. What? Instagram posts the food from Chipotle with the hashtag Mexican food on it. Yeah, Charlie, that's, that's not that's not right, Charlie. <laughs> that's mean. How wrong am I? I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying that that that's mean. Oh, it's very wrong. <laughs> But uh, the hate the hate furnace is not run by the right; <laughs> it's run by the wrong. <laughs> it only works when you know you're absolutely correct, <laughs> and that that person isn't a hundred percent wrong, <laughs> and they will never believe you otherwise. No amount of anything will ever make them correct. Yes, <laughs> that is what pure hatred is. Well, alas, uh, between my computer overheating and fixing that, and my AC. Leaking water and all that. It uh, everything everything is good again. Cool. Excellent. So happy about that. Oh, and Kingdom Hearts update. Still have not played it. Just figured I'd let you know. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're getting to Kingdom Hearts. I just got a new console. <laughs> Don't worry, Jeff. I'll make him play it for the channel eventually. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Something I swore to someone else I would never do. Because <laughs> uh, they wanted to do it. I'm like, nope, we're not ever playing Kingdom Hearts. Why? 
That game is too fucking long. <laughs> and in its place, we're playing a really fucking long game. Called Persona. <laughs> yeah, but Persona's good. <laughs> it warrants its length. <laughs> I like both. I, yes, I, I... But uh, as you were with your yeah. week, Alex. <laughs> no, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's it. I am yep. so sorry, dude. You have had an unfortunate and chaotic week with exploding bits of house. Yeah. Like, the house one worried me more because of the water situation. I'm like, that's going to fucking cause yeah. issues. But luckily, it wasn't bad. We took care of it. It's all good. But, mm. uh, you know, I, I can't help but say I'm still... I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried at all anymore. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Yeah, I, it's we've had some weird AC issues at work, and they never seem to get fixed the first time. So keep an eye on that. Yeah. Well, we figured out what was causing the leak, and so we got that resolved. That's so good. that's good. No, yeah, I, no, we nailed we nailed what's causing the leak. It was there was a clog in the in the drainage pipe, where no, and the issue is as someone who's dealt with ACs before. There's a lot of electronics in there that now have gotten a wee bit wet. Yeah. That, like, in a weird twist of fate, were not designed to get a wee bit wet. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, still worried, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to be too worried when it's nice and cool in the house right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's future Alex's problem. Yeah, current Fuck that guy. Current Alex is happy where where I'm at. So. Yeah. Best Alex is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Will be the conclusion of future Alex. <laughs> I yep. Oh no, past you was always an asshole for setting up your current situation. Yep. Past me could have done. Not more. everyone's. Yeah, not everyone's self aware enough to have moments like I do where you have. Yeah, I'm just gonna fuck future me right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, not, not my problem right now. It'll be another problem for another Alex. Fuck you, future Charlie. <laughs> this is why I fear ever having access to a time machine so I can come back and kick myself in the nuts and fucking myself over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you did? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, so, how was your week, Charlie? Also full of computer <laughs> issues. Man, I'm setting up the loaded questions this week. Yeah, <laughs> no, I yeah, the laptop I used to edit all our stuff is having consecutive heart attacks, so it affected the uh, yeah, our E3 stuff, unfortunately. We lost a bunch of footage as part of that, only some of it was recoverable. I had to take it into the store to have them look at it, and I almost killed the person helping me because they... Uh, I, I, I hate it when the people that are helping you like can't find something wrong, so the solution is wipe it. And as part of the wiping process, something goes wrong, and they have the stones to look at you and go, oh, it was just a bad install. The wiping problem was caused from the bad install you had previously. I'm stuck sitting there being like, I don't know enough about this level of fucked upness in my laptop to disagree with you, but I'm pretty sure you're lying to me. Uh, pretty, or This may be my inexperience, but I'm pretty sure that wiping a computer is entirely, like, the problem of whatever you're wiping it with. Like, your previous install shouldn't give two shits to whatever is going over. Because it's just cleaning yeah. it, taking all the switches, and saying, go the other way. 
Mm. Yep, and so since it got wiped and reinstalled and started up again, it's inherited new issues that at like least that. the same thing hasn't happened twice. <laughs> so that's at least it's eventful now to wonder how much longer this laptop will last for. Oh, exciting. The good, the good kind yeah. of exciting, not the shitty kind. Oh, wait, no, that's the yeah. shitty kind. <laughs> the incredibly shitty kind. Yeah. But uh, beyond that, despite uh, recording a very long episode for our E3 stuff and trying to edit our E3 stuff, I saw Baby Metal. You did. I saw that post. I was going to ask you about that. I saw Baby Metal. That is a... A baby metal makes way more sense than they do in video format live. Can like, it, it's very clear what the fuck baby metal is when you're there watching them. Mm -hmm. Also, partially because I'm realizing I don't think they've released a music video since all of those girls grew up. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's no longer as creepy as it could have been, which is awesome. Yeah, no, them being less creepy is a, is a good thing. Yeah, like, on one hand, the, like, 15-year-old metal singer thing was weird and cute, but at the same time, them looking like adults now, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like, this is, this actually makes this more enjoyable. I'm not standing here being, like, am I on a list now? Are they going to come for me in my sleep? Like, I'll try to enter a country someday. Um, uh, Charlie, we see in your file you attended a baby metal concert. I, I did. We don't like your kind in this country. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. No, the thing but is, at, is even at like the same this time, is a, like general thing. Like if you were to present me with just here's an extremely heavy metal, or extremely heavy comma metal, Jap J metal band that's fronted by three female vocalists, I'd still be on board. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like the band has grown from gimmick to uh, that band as it now currently stands is very much a like no, it's a metal band with three kind of J-pop style frontliners, uh, dancer, singer people, and that actually still works really well. Yeah. No, that's still a niche like that it, I love having be filled. Yeah, like it, it, it made me wonder if we could get like a metal version of Sailor Moon, because that's what that concert feels like. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. And like, the weirdest part of what I wasn't expecting is that band is like awesomely self-aware mm -hmm. like they start the thing off with like a pre-roll audio thing that's them basically explaining like uh, the concept of metal is a universal force and whatever form it chooses to take you should just be okay with it I'm like okay you understand your gimmick is weird to the most of the world Did they just jump into cool. the song headbanger <laughs> basically nice no, it, it was a fun show. I carried three people that passed out on me out of the show, which was weird. Uh, that's possibly the weirdest thing, because so this was like the day after E3 closed, and a shit ton of the attendees there mm. were in town because of E3. So like, I, before the show, I was hanging out with a bunch of guys like, were working at Ubisoft. And I'm like, oh yeah, what brings you to LA? E3, I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Did you know Baby Metal was going to be here? And they were like, no, but there's a shit ton of people I recognize here. I'm like, this... Makes a lot of sense. So the crowd there was like metalheads, J and K-pop fans, general Asians that showed up to be like, yeah, it's our band kind of thing. The E3 crowd and then like 
the weird basement growing, uh, the weird basement dwelling neckbeard. So what you're telling me is the best E3 part, the best post E3 party, was Baby Metal. Yes, yes, it was. I I think you hit the nail right on the head. (laughs) (laughs) The best part of E3 was Baby Metal. No, it was cool. They they had a band called Hell Yeah open for them, and they were terrible. Hell Yeah! Oh my God, you saw Hell Yeah! I saw Hell Yeah! Oh my God! Uh, I have some opinions on that one. Um, I, I I'm kind of curious what your opinions so, are because I saw Hell Yeah. So I've seen Hell Yeah before, and they are a hodgepodge of Vinnie Paul from Pantera slash uh, Damage Plan. Um, sure. Greg Tribbett from Mudvayne, Chad Gray from Mudvayne, Max something from uh, Nothing Face, and the bass player from Damage Plan. And that band... Now, the one time I saw them, I actually really liked them because basically they went full Mudvayne on all the Hell Yeah stuff and they did none of the really, really shitty cowboy I side am, to it. I am not a Mudvayne fan, so I suspect they could not have satisfied me from either end of the spectrum. If they were playing their regular stuff, you would have liked it even less, I assure you. I suspect they were playing their regular stuff because it was like a weird country metal thing. And- yeah. I'm just standing there being like, man, you guys fucking suck. And the thing that's frustrating like, about it is the piece or the um the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Every band that like pulls musicians into that band is better than it. Yeah. Um. So, there are those are it, my it opinions had on this them. Weird. F- now that that kind of sums up what they felt like to watch, and th- there was this awkwardness of they were very aware they were opening for baby metal. But we're like, if we don't make eye contact with the fact that this weird gimmick J-pop band is the reason all these people are here and they don't give a fuck about us. Yeah. Her. No, but Baby Metal pretty cool in yeah. concert. When I saw yes. Hell Yeah, they were warming up Lamb of God. Yeah, they, they very much have a feeling of a band that should never be allowed to headline anything. Mm-hmm. I, They've had moderate... Like success, I don't think they'll ever get a headlining gig. Well, yeah, like they're like job for a cowboy. They have their fans, and their fans are terrible. Yeah, their job is to pull in as much of their fan base to someone else's show. Or their their job is to fill time and give an extended sound check. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I'm sorry, warm up fans. I love you, but that's a, if there's more than one of you, the closer you are to doors, that's what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. You are to provide an extended sound check and to kill time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really fun concert. Like uh, definitely one of the funnest concerts I've been to. Not the best metal show, but a fun. Like it's it's hard to underscore like how much fun that show was because the the, the entire time there's a certain level of tongue in cheekness of like, yup, this is happening. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I need to catch them next time they're out. My way. Yeah, there, there were a lot of fun. The solo sold out. Uh, the show was sold out. Well, I can't talk tonight. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I would highly recommend. It. Like, if you're even like, if you're a fan of spectacle, like I was going and expecting like full blown spectacle, and got a surprisingly solid show with mild spectacle. So adjusting my perspective from like, man, this is gonna be fucking weird to no, this is actually genuinely good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
All right, so does that make it me? Oh, no, I had, I played some video games. Ooh, Ooh what did you play? Uh, so I'm still playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I I started playing Warframe again, partially because we're going to start doing something with that, I think, soon. Okay. And partially because I'm like, man, why isn't Anthem out yet? <laughs> I guess I could just play Warframe because it's kind of the same game. Guess I'll play that. Guess that means and I need to download I, and install it then, because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should do that. I, I, I made some. I, I, I made a Warframe specifically for our playing of it. Like I spent some time grinding up materials so I could build a Warframe I didn't have and like new guns. I'm like, ah, if we're gonna do that, I might as well start off like, because I have weight. I, I, I have lots of max level gear in that game, so as a result, it'd be like me just busting through areas unless I set my stuff back to zero. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I spent some time doing that. I Also, after all our talk about the South Park game as part of the post D3 show, I went back and played the first hour of Stick of Truth. Mm. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't think that game has aged super well and or the replay value of it is not good. Mm-hmm. Like I have very fond memories of that game, and I went back. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I remember loving this game. I was really hard on this part of the post D3 show, and I'm playing it, going, I don't think I should have done this. Like, this is now making my memories of this game worse. That's weird because like, I've I gone know, back and rewatched episodes of that show and had an amazing time. I, yeah, I, I think it's like that. Yeah, but it's lessened every time, I guess. Like, I. There are certain episodes I can't watch because I've seen them too many times, and that game has some jokes it really relies on pretty heavily that by the end of, what's it, like 10, 12 hours to play through originally? Mm -hmm. Something like that. By the end of that run, you've heard a couple of those jokes so many times that like when it's, like, when it's presented fresh and new at the start of the game, you're like, oh, no. I know how many times this is a joke from now on. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm now kind of worried about that new South Park game more than I was previously. Eh, I mean, it sounds like you'd be more worried about the replay value than the initial run of it. Yeah. Maybe. I, it's, no, it's it's one of those things where I, I, playing this made me go, I'm not sure I want another South Park game, in all honesty. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but the the big new thing I played is I played ARMS. Oh, oh the, the Nintendo game? Yeah. How is it? Uh, it's not worth 60 bucks. Oh, oh. Jesus. That thing's $60? Yep. I, I, if that thing costs $30, I might be more okay with it. And even that's pushing it. That's, I guess to be more fair to the game, it's it's kind of cool. The issue is the intended way to play that game, I think, fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. I I don't think the motion controls for that game work super great. Like, and maybe this, I'm bad at motion controls, but like I couldn't win a match in the campaign. I use that word super loosely on like the easiest setting with motion controls, but using my um pro my, using the um pro controller. I could bump that thing up to like mid difficulty, having never played the game before, really, and just be like, "Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good at this game. It's not me; it's the controls." Mm -hmm. Fighting the controls is never a good thing. I, it's 
And it's weird because that thing's motion controls let you do some things that you can't do normally. That you can't do with the pro controller. Like, um, arc your shots individually. But once I got used to not being able to do that, I had no issues with it not being able to do that to the point where it was like, this is a completely useless function that justifies motion controls that you could have totally done with a normal controller still, and that sucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. Like, that game could be really cool, except for the fact it's super bare bones, and it's grindy, but not in a way I can get behind. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a cool game in concept. Like, the boxing feels okay, and the stuff going on is kind of neat. It's got, it's got really cool style going on. But, like, I played that game for three or four hours. By the end of three or four hours, I'm like, okay, I've literally done everything there is to do in this game plus or minus some deep diving on some shit, but I have no interest in deep diving, and I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole pitch is like, oh, the motion controls, like, the motion controls for this game are bad. Maybe I'm not moving enough, like, it's, I don't know, but I'm like, this feels okay on a controller, but it felt terrible. Like, th- th- I was literally doing stuff, I'm like, I-, I know I did that, and the game wasn't registering it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's always the most frustrating when you're fighting the controls more than the damn game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'd, I'd give, like, a 3 out of 5, like, put a soft 3 out of 5. Like, two and a half. It, it, it's not, something, I, it's something I, and that's just really wrong with it, but it's like, it's a game. It's cool. If you own a Switch, maybe you should check this out, but, like, if you were expecting this thing to be the shit, you are wrong. <laughs> I'm assuming if you own a Switch, it's, you know... And here is one of the few offerings from your overlords, Nintendo. Yeah, and, like, it's weird because, like, they were pushing it the same way they pushed Splatoon a couple years back, where it's like, it's different, it's new, and I'm like, yeah, but I liked Splatoon, kind of. This, I don't have much to say about that's good, like, but at the same time, there's not enough in that game to talk about it in depth. Like, it's, what are the modes? Multiplayer and the campaign that's just kind of eight fights in a multiplayer row. And, not and a multiplayer. really shitty... Un- Hmm? Multiplayer and not multiplayer. Yeah, and it's like the. Again, I go back to the like it's got the kind of the Overwatch syndrome of this world's kind of cool. There are people with like spring arms. I would be down for like a two-hour campaign explaining what the fuck is going on. That could also double as a showcase for hey, here's the eight, ten boxers in the game. Here's how they're different. Here. I, the game needs a mechanic for figuring out which of these guys you like because it just doesn't have anything like that. And they all kind of play the same, but the subtle nuances are different enough that, like, you can find a mechanic you like and, like, you're like, fucking yeah. But, like, there's no training mode. It's just play the campaign again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's weird because, like, there's a certain level of you could get good at this and like you'd be better at other people than it but at the same time you're having the situation but why would you want to mm-hmm. like there's not going to be a competitive scene for this game it's at best a gimmick like there was never a competitive scene for Wii bowling yeah i in some ways i think the controls in Wii bowling work better mm-hmm. like i had more fun with Wii boxing than i had with this game mhm I mean, that seems in many ways was... what this game is just supposed to be, is Wii Boxing for the Switch. Yeah. 
Yeah. And the fact they want $60 for that is just... <laughs> oh, it's it's allegedly a full game, lacking like two-thirds of a game. Yeah, about that. It's all about style for that game, and that's all it's got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's sad because I kind of I, I was like that 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 game could be really cool. It's got some cool character designs, like it's got some cool music. The concept's not terrible, but I remember back like when I, they first unveiled it. I'm looking at it, going, "Oh, that game's gonna fucking suck a little bit, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. And like the reasons I think that game was the reasons I initially thought that game was bad are kind of the issues I'm having now, where it's like, yeah, that game's gonna be nothing but motion control gimmick, and if that doesn't work then that game doesn't work the way it's supposed to and like playing it with a playing it with the pro controller is fine it's completely serviceable but you feel like you're playing it wrong because you're not like shadow boxing it mm-hmm. like it removes a bunch of the fun of that game but the issue is playing it with the motion control for me wasn't fun because the motion controls were sloppy mhm yeah that's about it for me really like it, it's weird because I got Splatoon's the next one coming, and this did not fill me with hope that they would make a good Splatoon again. Mm-hmm. It's like you guys were pushing this shit hard. You obviously knew what this game was before you put it out. Mm-hmm. They're probably trying yeah. to rush things out because there's such a void in like available content for the console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like again, this has this weird feeling of. If this had been at launch, I might be more forgiving because launch title. But like, this is the second major release for the week for the Switch. I mean, like the last thing was Zelda. Zelda's gonna carry this game, no problem. But yeah, I, I can see this game still getting sold just because what else are you going to play? I guess it's the third because you got Mario Kart as well. Like there's yeah. some cool indie games on that thing, but. Forgot about Mario Kart. Okay, this is the third major release for the Switch, and it's a pretty big blunder. Like again, it's it's barely a three out of five in my book kind of situation. Mm. I think both of those will continue like, to carry the console. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm not saying it'll carry it to greater success. I mean, carry it at its present success. Like, yeah. this isn't going to falter. People are still going to play Mario Kart and Zelda. Yeah, no, that's fair, and. I think the big linchpin will be Splatoon, because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll back it up. Like it'll be Mario Odyssey. People are gonna fucking buy a Switch. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that. They're gonna buy it for that too, but at the same time, like there are some people like me that aren't a huge Mario fan. Like some people are kind of weirded out by Odyssey because that game looks weird, and I'm intrigued because that game looks weird as shit. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it looks weird, but it also looks really fun. Like that's yeah, thing. you know, like Reggie said. The game has to be fun. And yeah, it looks it also looks fun. Yes, but it also looks like the least Mario game to date in some weird way. Yeah. But then again, Mario's always been kind of weird. He steps on turtles and walking mushrooms. He's a furry. Dude is straight possessing shit now. That's a, that's a new step. Yeah, well, yeah. based on the same franchise, or not franchise, but the same company that creates a pink ball that swallows you and steals your powers. Sorry, don't fuck with Kirby. Kirby's fucking awesome. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you saw the little tidbit, but there was like, how do I identify uh, who you're dealing with? And there's one with Kirby in the hat. He's like Kirby after swilling, swallowing Mario and taking his powers. Then has Kirby with the hat and the mustache, and it's like Mario possessing Kirby. 
Yep. yep <laughs> I, I saw that, and I'm like, well, it's only a matter of time, I suppose, before someone made this stupidity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, yeah, I've played some arms. I. It could have been a lot cooler, like that. If the Pro Controller had all of the functionality of the motion controls, I might be less hard on this game, because like the only fun way I can make to play it means I'm giving up some of the functionality of the game, and that feels just kind of shitty. But, yeah, that's been my week. Or, yeah. Alright, so I guess that makes it me. So, it is. my week was a lot tamer <laughs> than your guys, yeah. and a lot more easy in general. So I would take tame. Yeah, so basically my roommate is off in Belgium right now. Um, visiting his girlfriend, and he was not in the terrorist attack in Brussels that happened yesterday. That's good. Yeah. Um, but uh, because of that, I drove him to the airport on Friday, and from there I went to an Icon for Hire show at the Middle East in Boston, and I wound up inviting my brother, and my brother isn't a colossal fan. And he's not really big into hard rock or metal either. So he's like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And we went, and by the end of the show, like, they just had such amazing energy, and the show was just absolutely fucking phenomenal. My brother's like, next time that band comes through, let me know, because we need to go again. That was absolutely amazing. So <laughs> it was a pretty pretty big turnaround. Um, So seeing them was, was really awesome. Apparently their band, they're, they're, they get up there like, this year's been really crazy for us. We've lost two members to rehab. We filed bankruptcy as a band released, and uh, we released an entirely self-published album. <laughs> like, okay, you guys have had a fucking I year. I didn't know bands could declare bankruptcy. Apparently they can. Um, apparently they kickstarted their latest album. They asked for like $2,000 oh, to make it, and they wound up making like 120000 So, Oh, jeez. People want to hear them, I guess. Yeah. Um. Then after that, um, it was basically Father's Day weekend, so I basically was like around the house a lot. Um, my family had a cookout, and because I'm an engineer, basically I get or going to my aunt and uncle's house or any person that is in my family's Amelia just start getting asked to start fixing stuff. So I got roped into like fixing like they had a um like a water irrigation system they wanted me to fix and then like one or two other things yeah because that's totally the world of engineering you come yeah from. well say you're handy with stuff here fix this um <laughs> so did that and then this week whenever i see a concert it like completely re-energizes me music wise so basically i've just been going hard in the paint on practicing guitar and like every night i've spent like three hours practicing um I'm trying to get out and play open mics and I finally got the song that I'm learning like I have every note down I can play 99% of it at speed like I'm getting fucking close um cool but tons and tons of guitar um I've been holding off on playing too much Persona 5 because my roommate's been paying half attention to it and I don't want to like now that I'm like at the end of the game and where like all the climaxes are it feels like a total dick move to just like blow past him mm-hmm. um so I'm kind of been just doing like grinding through the dungeon and um I finished out as much as mementos as the game will let me go through. I guess there's one more level, but I believe it's story driven to get there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Then, uh, other than that, I've been watching the, uh, or, sorry, other than that, my um, brother took me to a second-hand store to buy shirts, and I wound up getting okay. some actually nice shirts for, like, $2. <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe I can get behind this idea. Um, I was able to get, like, collared shirts and stuff for work, and I was like, oh, wow, two bucks. Neat. Or I was like, yeah, just make sure you wash it when you get home so you can make sure it doesn't have bed bugs. But, uh, oh, there's a catch. <laughs> um, like soak it in bleach. Yeah, so I washed everything the minute I got home. Um, and then the other thing I've been doing is I've been watching more of the Persona 4 anime. And oh. at first I thought it was jarring the rate at which they present information. And now I I just didn't realize that that was really the tip of the iceberg at how willing they were to just make things come straight out of left fucking field with no context. There's literally a moment where they never introduce a character, like, characters never shown on screen, and they're just like, oh yeah, so-and-so's in the hospital. I'm like, wait, you didn't even introduce that character yet, and you're already talking about them, like, why don't we go talk to them now? Oh yeah, that's right, they're still hospitalized, like. Wow, you don't exposition characters at all. You just really are just relying on the fact I've played the damn game. That show exists purely for people that played the oh, game. Oh yeah, without question. I'm like they skip over like so much stuff. And I think I've seen five seconds of them actually in a dungeon, which is how I spent a very large portion of my gaming experience. Yeah. Um and the five seconds they showed was like something that never happens in the game and they don't, like, do or solve anything. <laughs> um, so that basically brings you up to speed with me. My week was a lot easier than your guys' weeks. Yeah. One of us has to get a DC once in a while. Yeah. A lot of dedica- dedication to guitar is really what it was. So. Oh, um... Jeff, did you see Duolingo added Japanese to its system? I already have it, and I'm using it to learn uh, hiragana, whatever the... Hiragana? Yeah, the whatever the sibling thing to katakana is. Yeah, hiragana and katakana. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I'm using it to help me learn the, uh, the written language, and I'm probably going to stick with the program yep. I'm doing for the spoken language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that... Well, look forward to me and Jeff doing an entire podcast in Japanese, and Alex and they're going, what the yeah. fuck, yo? I'll just start talking in Spanish. You guys want to talk in another yeah. language? I'll do the same thing. <laughs> Alex, wa Nihongo ga wakarimasu ka? No, no, no. Watashi wa sukushi nihongo wakarimasu. No, he does. no, no. All right, so... Um, do we are moving on from that? Are you ready for news, Charlie? Yeah, let's do some news. That train wreck avoid, let's do some news. <laughs> uh so if this is gonna sound silly. The most important thing to come out of E three had nothing to do with E three. Baby metal? And I mean this in all no, I mean this in all seriousness. Um uh IO Interactive, the guys behind the recent Hitman game, mm-hmm. have gone independent and they've retained the Hitman franchise. Oh. Yeah, so good on them. They've broken yes, away from that's... Square Enix? Yeah, it's not clear exactly how the deal went down, but they have maintained control of it. It's not clear if they get to maintain control of their other IPs, but 
you know, if they were going to split with something, that's the one I want them to split with because I want season two of that. What um? What else did they make other than Hitman? Uh, some other stuff over the years. That's the thing they're most famous for. But so the other big news to come out of this is you can now play the first level of Hitman essentially for free. Oh, that's sick. Try that game out. Yeah, that's wicked cool. Hopefully this brings them great success. Yeah, I I, I was very concerned we would not be getting a Hitman Season 2. So the fact we're probably getting a Hitman Season 2 now makes me very happy. Awesome. Makes me very happy because now I can be Mr. Worldwide again. I. You need to finish being Mr. Worldwide. I never finished actually playing the first season of that game. Oh, yeah. I got sick of your shitty playing of that game. <laughs> your impatience. But, yeah. Um, moving on from that, uh, we have an official release date for the Necromancer in Diablo 3. It is June 27th. So, pretty much next week. <laughs> yeah. Well, this up as of the podcast release, which is on Monday... It'll be basically like a day. The day after, from, yeah. Yeah, the day yeah. after. Yeah, it's hard doing new stuff like that, but I figured you'd probably put it on the list if I didn't put it on the list, Alex. Yep. So. And yeah. uh, to many people's surprise, it's only going to be fourteen ninety nine. That's more than I want it to be by about five bucks. Well, I mean, you get more than just a necromancer. You get necromancer, character slots... Uh, stash tabs, and a couple of, like, cosmetic items. I guess. So, I mean, most people were honestly shooting, thinking it was going to be around 20 and up. And, it was, yeah. and they were going to complain about that, but when they hit you with that, like, oh, it's going to be fourteen ninety nine. People were like, oh, well, that's a lot cheaper than I thought it would. Okay. So, I'm excited. I If it was... I just find it weird like I can't 12. order it yet. <laughs> yeah. 12 I'd be more okay with. Than some of the, 15 seems a little much for that still, but I get it. Well, can't win them all. Fourteen ninety nine is about the cost of a WoW subscription anyway, so. Yeah, no, it's fair. Uh, moving on from that, it came out of uh, E three that Killer Instinct, the greatest fighting game out there right now, is coming to Steam. Excellent. Which is kind of weird because it's already out on the my, uh, Windows Store, but. I think this is kind of proof of how much the PC market hates the Windows Store. <laughs> I think that we're yep. just xenophobic. We hate everything that isn't Steam. I'm. Yeah, I, 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 I have know noticed I'm part that. Of the problem in that regard too. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, and speaking of that, speaking of Steam, by the time this podcast goes up, the Steam Summer Sale will have started. PayPal leaked that. I didn't bother putting it on here because we don't turn stuff around that fast. But mm. yeah, happy Steam Summer Sale. Woo. Woo. Go buy Killer Instinct. It's the best fighting game made in years. It is pretty good. I wish I was better at. It is pretty good. It's it's definitely the most fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I level play for that game is nuts. Moving on from that, though. Uh, Blizzard has signed a deal with Twitch to give it exclusive esports access, or broadcasting rights, I guess, in this case. It's not totally clear exactly what that entails just yet, but it's probably it like the, Overwa- cut- the Overwatch League that they're trying to start up, and probably the, um, I guess what remnants are of the Heroes of the Storm League and uh, Starcraft, or not remnants of Starcraft, but Starcraft League and the other things that they're trying to start up because they're trying to do what Riot has. 
Yeah. That does seem to be the gist of it, yeah. But, I mean, they've already been pretty much exclusively streaming to Twitch anyway, so... That's, I mean, they just, now that just makes it official, and people can get some free stuff off of, you know, that partnership yep. as well, so... Yeah, there's some Overwatch loot boxes. There's some other stuff that comes if you have a Prime membership to Steam. Mm-hmm. Or not Steam, um, Twitch. Yep. All right. Yeah. So if you have Amazon I Prime, am waiting, it works. I am waiting for my Amazon Prime to start suddenly doubling as a Twitch Prime membership. It does. It does? You can link your accounts, and it'll automatically work. Huh. Oh, neat. I should do that. Yeah, on top of that, when you do that, you get a free um, one-month subscription to use as part of your Twitch Prime every month so if there's a channel that has like special emotes or something when you have your twitch prime or your twitch account linked to amazon prime you can once a month choose one to subscribe to and get the emotes from huh. yeah that's how i unlocked all the mr rogers emotes and the power rangers ones when they were streaming that stuff huh. i i don't know a ton about or utilize a ton of the twitch chat functionality so Mm. A lot of that stuff would be wasted on me, but well, good to know the Prime stuff works. I did not know that. I assumed they were separate because Prime hadn't been all like, hey, you should link your fucking accounts. No, yeah, you can link them, and then you get no ads on your Twitch accounts anymore. Huh? That's so, really neat. Good to know. Yeah. yeah I, I, say, Alex. I can't believe you guys didn't know that. How do we, not, how do we miss that as a podcast that covers news like this? I <laughs> probably because that happened at a point in time where... Neither me or Jeff caught it because we don't. I think you probably use Twitch the most out of all three of us. I definitely use it the least, but I'd also be the one to catch like, hey, I can link my Prime account to it if I used it more. Yeah, no, it. Uh, I did it one of the first days. It works great. Huh. Ten for ten. Worth checking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more you know. Moving on from that, though, uh, coming kind of coming out of E3, kind of coming out after E3, Battlegrounds is getting a bunch of quality of life updates, like being able to, well, mantle over things and crawl through windows and shit, which it's kind of cool they're making a big deal of that, because that will improve that game drastically. Yeah, it adds a lot of really kind of, like fun, kooky little elements, like being able to uh, dive through windows is also something they're adding, I think. Well, yeah, like it... it, it it will fundamentally, in a like those minor changes, are going to change that game in kind of deep, sweeping, fundamental ways, which doesn't quite make sense, but it's kind of cool that those little additions are going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. What game is this? Uh, Battlegrounds. Oh, Battlegrounds. Okay. Player unknown Battlegrounds. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of unknown things, Atari is making a new console. What? I can't think of a worse they're, time. They're <laughs> bringing back the wood paneling. They're, they are bringing back wood paneling? It's all, it, They released a video. It shows off a um, wood-paneled something. It hints at PC parts and stuff like that. And it's there's no goddamn idea what the hell this thing is. Is it trying to be modernized or is it trying to be retro? Uh, I think it's going for a retro Atari 2600 look mm. with more modern tech. If it's like an emulator box, that could be kind of cool. I say, but... if this thing isn't an emulator box, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> like, with the Xbox, the Nintendo Switch, and the PlayStation 4, why would you even, like, consider trying to release a console right now? Like, 
you'd have to ha basically you'd have to have the success of the Xbox like the original one where just somehow you magically come out the gate swinging and destabilize an extremely saturated and well like established market like man that is some crazy shit they are trying to pull off yep. yeah i'm assuming it's kind of a legacy console thing like to be fair if this thing retails at like 100 bucks and is a full blown atari that has all of the Atari games ever made, yeah. the majority of them installed yeah, on no, it. Yeah, that's a great I'd idea. I'd buy that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But if it's not... <laughs> yeah. If it comes out and they're like, so oh, we cut a, a deal with uh, NVIDIA, and this thing is, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. You don't have games. I don't even need to ask. I know you don't have games. <laughs> I would be super down with that, actually. Every Atari 2600 re-release comes with a Titan X. I meant inside of it, like. Oh, I, I'm saying it's inside. It's just like taped to the undercarriage or something. <laughs> it's just duct taped to it for show. <laughs> it's not used, but it's in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, that'd be fine. I just don't want them to come out and try and like, hey, look at we released some game titles. How many? Like five. Well, no one's buying I, that. I console. don't know. Like, if, I, I'm all for competition in the marketplace. Like, I think we talked. This is on a stream I talked about the idea that I strongly believe the future of consoles is eventually going to become like subscriptions where you'll have your Microsoft subscription and your Sony subscription mm -hmm. and your Nintendo subscription. And then it becomes a separate market of these guys, the guys making the games and licensing shit. And you're buying like better boxes or like your PC runs everything, but mm -hmm. you like games come from one of these four sources or something. Oh, yeah. No, I wholly agree. NVIDIA's technically already released that. They just did a shitty job of it, and they want to charge, like, $15 yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I... Atari, coming back with a vengeance? Uh, More on this story yet. Uh, uh, More on this story as it evolves. Yeah. I. I mm, good luck. All, that's all I can say is good fucking luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I suppose, speaking of console news, the new Nintendo Switch firmware update is out. It fixes a bunch of issues, like the fact that the um, HDMI switching for that thing is kind of screwy mm -hmm. and not in a good way. But most importantly, it adds a find-your-loss controller functionality. <laughs> Nice. It'll make the controllers vibrate so you can find them easier. That is, is the, genuinely brilliant. Yeah. Did the firmware fix the bug with... There's this weird bug where you can't find a fucking Switch in stores. Did <laughs> they fix that one? That's not a bug. That's a feature. Oh, fuck. Ironically, or not it's... ironically, but Charlie is extremely correct. <laughs> I, I could not be more convinced the shortages are engineered at this point. I've Allegedly, GameStop's getting in some new Switches sometime soon, so if you're interested in that, go talk to a GameStop, I guess. I don't know. I I find the shortage at this point ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And I, it's it's too... Oh, we don't know where the Switches are. I, the, the box fell off the ship. Like That's kind of what this feels like, where they're like, oh, we didn't expect it. What this reminds me of is the episode of Futurama where they have an iPhone where this guy goes like, yeah, we're sold up, but maybe I can find one in the back. And he goes to the back, and there's like this this giant like 
stack of the new iPhones. He's like, yeah, I found this under a box or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not totally unconvinced that's how Switch works. Like, there's just a giant stack of them in some distribution warehouse, and they're like, you can only take seven at a time. Mm-hmm. We've made all the Switches the world will ever need, but if we release all of them at once, people won't care because they're not hard to find. Mm-hmm. But that's just me being cynical and reading far too much into things like the way the whole um, mini classic Nintendo thing was handled. Mm-hmm. But I digress. How this is more news for me than anything else, but I find it important so you guys have to hear about it. PlayStation 2's .hack GU games are getting remastered for the PS4 and PC. Oh, I've dot, heard of those. Sign games? Yeah. Uh, yes. So huh. the last, I want to say it's the last entry in the Dot Hack franchise, which is a franchise that spans video games, anime, and manga simultaneously and has a continuous plot through all three mediums. I believe the final entry was the Dot Hack GU games for the PS2, which I remember playing the first one of, and they're the first. Like, for games that are technically a simulation of what it's like to play in an MMO, despite having no online functionality, they were really cool RPGs that dealt with some kind of interesting concepts of, uh, of kind of sci-fi and video games in the future. And GU came out right at the wrong time. I think I feel like it actually came out for the PS3, and this news article is just wrong. But it came out like a weird time on the PS3 back when like either lots of people didn't have it or, like, they were still supporting the PS2 a little too well. And I remember playing one of them, but not playing all of them. And it's also the, um, dot hack, it's finally the dot hack installment that got, like, metal as hell and finally addressed the topic of what happens when this game goes PvP. Mm. We have this game where if you die in it, you die in real life occasionally. What happens if this game becomes like a crazy PvP wasteland and we don't fix that glitch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a continuation. It's it's definitely the sequel to the first Dot Hack Sign video games. I'm super excited for this because I'd love it now if they released like both iterations of the Dot Hack Sign video games because those games are super cool. Like, and if you're into kind of weird video game culture, you should definitely check those games out because, like, the entire plot of those games is, like, Japanese JRPG video game culture forums and shit like that. It's really cool, some of the extra stuff they throw in. Like, they have a fake in-game forum board and stuff that updates over time and, like, reacts to shit you do in the game in very believable ways. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's, I'm happy about this. I've, mostly the like, reminder that this is a thing reminds me that like the PlayStation VR and the Oculus stuff was being foretold by Dot Hack Sign back in like, the early 2000s because those are the visors you use to play that game. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I never remember. I, I've heard about them and I heard good things about those games. And I remember seeing references to it. I believe was it in Metal Gear or am I thinking another game? Ah, uh, you're thinking of another game, okay. probably. That's. I don't. Yeah, 
they're around. Like the dot hack franchise beyond me. We've talked about it on this podcast once, like many podcasts ago. We did an anime cast and we talked about it then because, like, that's it. That is an anime and a video game and a manga about video games. Okay. Like, I, I kid you not, that game is a simulation of what it's like to play an MMO. Like, it has in-game characters that have, like, lives that occasionally get in the way of them playing video games and shit. Huh. Don't they also have, like, like so, uh, message boards that are updated with, like... Yeah. I guess the answer would be fake people. Yep. Like, it's really well thought uh, out. It, like, it, there are weird moments in that game. Like, there's definitely at least one chunk of the game where... I had two favorite characters I enjoyed, like, because you can, you can take two party members with you. I had two favorite party members, and, like, one of them, like, in a cutscene, like, I finished the story chunk off, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I have this really shitty uh, kind of stuff coming up for work, so I'm not going to log in for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just straight weren't in the game. Like, you could not summon them or anything because, like, you get text for it. It's like, hey, I'm still, still stuck at work, shit like that. Sorry I couldn't game with you and shit like that, man. <laughs> And, like, part of the game is you uh, like you get hints at what some of these people's lives are like and shit like that, which I always thought was kind of cool. Huh. That does sound interesting. I may have to try uh, that out at some point. If you're a fan of MMOs, they're really cool games. And uh, it's... If you're into kind of that MMO culture of you'll have these friends, but you might not know anything real about them, like even their gender or something like that, mm. it's it's... At the time, it was super thought-provoking, and I'm sure, like, the animes, specifically the first one, which is is mostly talking, I suspect haven't aged as well as I think they maybe should have. But, like, some of the ideas they bring up where it's, like, as you move towards a digital future, the game has some very thought-provoking concepts. Like, and the game is not, like, that stuff does not shy away from, like, some real fucked-up moments, like, Hey, this game straight murders people. How does it do that? Here's a very detailed explanation of how it does that. Oh shit. But yeah. Dot hack GU coming to the PS4. No confirmation on US release yet because but because that game came to the US originally, I'd assume it probably will make the jump over here. Fingers crossed for the original Dot Hack sign game coming over too. Like, a collection of just those two games would be something I would be super interested in. Mm-hmm. No, and, like, uh, add it one step further. The Dot Hack GU game has pretty cool combat. Like, it does away with some of the limitations the game put on you in the first game, which is, like, it puts class-based stuff. There are cooler classes than the class the main character plays as, which is both cool and kind of sucky. But then in the Dot Hack GU, you're a Triblade where you are every class. Mm. And one of those classes is Chainsaw Broadsword. Hmm. The fuck? I, I, I'll put my. When we're done with this, you guys should check out the trailer for the original Dot Hack GU. It is fucking nuts. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that, that thing is nuts. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, the. the the gameplay is nothing amazing, amazing, but like it's it's the overall package that I thought made that franchise just super fucking impressive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess speaking of digital avatars, uh, Xbox is bringing back the avatars it used to have, or at least bringing them back to the forefront. 
adding a bunch of um, new details to them. That Unity supported now, so there's stuff. The trailer shows off a girl with a robot arm. I'm super looking forward to giving my character a robot arm because mm-hmm. fuck it. Yeah, fun little pulpy news, I guess. Nothing too much to say there. But I suspect Alex will have some opinions on this one. Uh, 2K has been going after a variety of modders and modding tools, for that matter, and shutting their asses down. <sighs> Any context go with that? Uh, so primarily, so the controversy of this is a bunch of these mods are specifically for multiplayer, but the the rationale 2K is given is that. Yeah, but by having these mods available in the game, they're also exploit the, the same ways you get the stuff into the game is also used to get malicious mods into the game. And as someone who has been in online set uh, server settings where someone's obviously modded the shit out of the game, it's I know you find it funny, Jeff. I find it annoying as hell. Well, I mean, I mean yeah. there's a lot to be said for, like, they should be shutting them down just because, one, they need to protect their own code. Two, like, modding is one thing, but if they're putting in actively malicious code, like, there are certain things that you just can't fuck around with, which is why companies like Blizzard are so closed source. Uh, well, okay, so... I think if it affects the actual multiplayer gameplay, it's no longer a mod, it's a hack at this point. Yeah, that's also My- true. Yeah, like, if you're doing that in a multiplayer game, that, that kind of sucks. I mean, unless you're playing your own private server, then mod away. Do whatever you want. But if you're affecting official servers, then it's a fucking problem. Well, so that's the issue. The stance taken by the... The reality is that people are going after to make uh, single-player mods. The issue is, like I said, the third-party stuff defeats the security stuff they have in the game, opening it up to other stuff. And once you're into one, I guess, it's pretty easy to bleed over into the online stuff as well. Yeah. And, I mean, if there's no way to fix that issue, then I can understand the path of doing that. Like, I get that. Um, but it just, you know... Also, they're if going you're doing after that... specific people. They're not just going after, like, mod community in general, right? Um, a little bit. Like, they've been... Uh, the 2K and Grand Theft Auto, as a result of that, has been pretty anti-mod across the board. Okay. Partially because they're making a shit ton of money off the online stuff, and they want to protect that. And there was a chunk of time where hackers were putting just ludicrous amounts of money into that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but specifically they're going after OpenIV, which I'm guessing is kind of a command interface. Like, kind of like that, there was that one Skyrim mod that enabled a bunch of other stuff to happen. Well, see, Skyrim's a complete multiplayer, a single-player game, so... Yes. No, but when it... I bring that one up because there was one mod that made a bunch of other mods possible, and when it came time to bring that stuff over to, like, the Steam store for the paid mods, Mm -hmm. it was this issue of a bunch of those mods were made assuming you had that mod already installed. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because that... And that was... It uses some sort of thing to hook onto the game, which is how it adds... Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a modding tool. It's yeah. They're claiming it's after ten years of operation, so who knows? <laughs> I'm assuming two K is yeah, probably it, closer to in the right than out. Uh, so apparently they won a lawsuit a little while back, like claiming that mods are part of fair use. 
Okay. But I think if the, the issue is fair use, yes. Security violation, that, that if the claim is security violation as opposed to we just don't like this, it's a much more uphill thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is also kind of how the I never courts got work in the... general. Just because you lose a case against someone for one reason does not mean that they can't still come after someone. Like, Yeah. That's just how the legal system works in general. Yeah, no, exactly. And I I never got big into Grand Theft Auto mods, in all honesty. They always intrigued me, but what will be interesting to see is this is going to affect a bunch of YouTubers out there that have become very popular in the YouTube in the Grand Theft Auto mod community mm-hmm. for just showcasing that stuff. So, yeah, we'll see what the fallout from that is. They'll probably move over to a different game. I don't know. Like that's that's got a very specific crowd and some very devote fans of that stuff. Like I have seen entire YouTube channels based around just that. Oh, I know. I have too. I've also seen ones entirely based around the guys who, you know, I turned myself into a pony in GTA. Watch me fuck with people. Mm. Like, yeah. I think they'll just move over to a different game, whether it be Second Life yeah. or whatever. Ah, uh, Second Life. As relevant as ever. Mm-hmm. T- yeah. We got two more to get through, I suppose. Fuse uh, is releasing a Switch game. That will teach you to make Switch games using Fuse's development tools. Thoughts? That sounds like a cry for help. <laughs> I think that's kind of cool, personally. It, it does, but also at the same time, it's like, it seems very like... Hello, our name's Nintendo. Instead of putting the time into creating new and innovative games, we decided to create tools to let you do it your fucking selves. Well, so it's not even Nintendo that made it. It's someone else is publishing a game on the Switch to teach you how to use their kind of... It's called Fuse Code Studio to make games for the Switch. I guess that's not too terrible. Kind of in the same era as, like, RPG Creator or whatever it's called. RPG. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen worse ideas. Yeah, it's... I've always wondered if you could do a game that taught you to make games kind of successfully, like... There's got to be a better way to teach coding than just straight teaching coding. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. So, and our last piece of news, the news I am very excited about, Capcom and Bandai Namco are inking another, or kind of continuing, it's not totally clear what, another or the same cross-licensing deal for fighting games. That was Bandai and Namco? So the guys behind Tekken and the guys behind Street Fighter are renewing their contract to maybe make Tekken cross Street Fighter. And while the last Street Fighter wasn't great, you know what was great? The last Tekken. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The dream for Tekken cross Street Fighter lives. Definitely. Definitely. And because Akuma was in Tekken 7, it's been totally proven you could totally make those characters work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're just teaming up right now because of the ongoing nemesis that is... Oh, no, you said Bandai Namco, right? They, they're yeah. like Dragon Ball Z. Okay, never mind. That game's going to shit all over Capcom. I, I know you keep saying that. I <laughs> We'll wait and see. 
I've heard a variety of things ranging from that demo you could download for that game was like a super old version of that game to, yeah, the Dragon Ball Z game's cool and a little too easy. Hmm. We will see. It's, I, this is more your guys' than historically, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> As someone who's not historically a fan of the Capcom vs. Marvel games from a competitive scene standpoint, I could do with a couple years of that game losing the spotlight, so... Eh. <laughs> Dark Ages. I, I... I mostly just hate the casting of it, I guess, because it's, it's... So many of it's just the same team of characters that everyone uses. But, eh. I find it very boring. The, the, top, the top-tier scene of that which I typically enjoy watching for fighting games, is very, hey, everyone uses Virgil, everyone uses Dante, everyone uses, like, one of these seven characters, and no one else. There's not a lot of meta-diversity. Uh, well, there is meta Very little. Occasionally, yeah. Like, it's a weirdly big deal when someone shows up and they're like, oh, shit, they're using Hulk. Why? Yeah. Like, that was Evo last year. People were like, oh my god, this guy still uses Hulk. And I'm like, who cares? He's good with him. Yeah. Shut up. He beat y'all. <laughs> like, there was some news out of some uh, Marvel... Uh, sorry, not Marvel. Um, Injustice 2 tournament that came out with, like, Joker, one of the top... Sorry, one of the bottom-tier characters in that game. Like, some guy just beasted on... A bunch of other people with it. It's like, oh, maybe there's untapped potential. Like, he's just better at you than this guy. Well, that at this game, like, don't make that it. dude. That 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 guy's yeah. his name is Sonic Fox, and he's a yeah. He is a Mortal Kombat like or just NRS game god. Like, yeah, he's he's super good. Yeah, and he did the same thing in Mortal Kombat X. Actually, um, everyone was using different characters, and he was using uh the the cowboy. I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Oh, um. I'm blank on the name too. Yeah, uh, doesn't matter. But everyone was like, "Yeah, this character is low tier. There's no way." And then he just started destroying tournaments with this character, and now this character is revered as one of the best characters when he's in the hands of Sonic Fox, because he's yeah. stupid fucking good. So to see him do that with Joker doesn't surprise me, considering like yeah, but like the news out of it is it's like, oh, Joker's maybe not so terrible, and I'm like, no, that dude's just fucking amazing at that game. Like, yeah. Give him the props he deserves. Yeah, no, and that dude gets super good props. Like, the, yeah. he's does he does so good with so many characters. Like, and it's funny because everyone thought he'd be running with uh, Deadshot because Deadshot's stupid broken right now in the game apparently. So, it's uh, it's interesting to see that he pulled out the Joker, which was you know everybody was prepping for Deadshot, and it turns out you got a Joker to deal with instead. So, yeah. So it's also very meta of him. <laughs> Got my ace in the hole. Mm-hmm. That's it for news, though. So, uh, since E3 just happened, I wasn't expecting too much, but thought it might be a good chance for us to kind of mop up some last-minute things we may have missed as part of E3. Uh, anyone have any things they want to talk about that we just didn't get a chance to talk about in our kind of post-E3 show? Uh, I don't think there's anything I missed that I wanted to cover at that time that or- I can think of. More people than me have now seen the uh, a Plague Tale video. <laughs> uh, so that got yeah, that game looks cool. Yeah, so I'd say that got kind of wrapped up for for me. Mm. 
Um, a bunch of the residual press for that show has just been weird. Like half of it seems to be pissed off about the paid st- about the paid entry, and half of it's like, no, this kind of needs to happen. The ESA just kind of sucked at it this year. Mm-hmm. Well, do you yeah. do you think that paid entry would be perfectly viable if they could finally find a way to start managing the lines and stuff? Um, and not be so, branding the uh, pay-to-entry people with piss yellow? No, no, they should be branded, I I think, but for different reasons. Well, just not with um, piss yellow. No, I, I think that's appropriate still. <laughs> Groundlings. I, I don't know. Like, it's one of these things where kind of like it's... I am a strong believer in reinforcing the concept of just because you paid to be here doesn't mean you're special which i know is super harsh to say but i think there is something to be said for no you guys don't look like press or media or exhibitors you're super identifiable as hey i just paid to be here not that there's anything wrong with that but i i kind of think the future of e3 is maybe they have like two like maybe it's only open to the public like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of the week or something, Mm -hmm. and Monday, Tuesday is industry only. And then, like, maybe clamp down on the definition of industry only a little bit more. Mm -hmm. That could be interesting and or viable. That's what a bunch of other places do, too. Like, and, And maybe the solution is you kind of separate it off from if you're actual press or actual media, you have no reason to be on the floor. We have, like, separate demo stations and rooms on the second floor of the convention center or something like there were a bunch of stories of people that were wandering around the second floor where they have all the meetings and being like confused and surprised when it was like you're not even supposed to be up here like you you have a paid entry badge none of this is for you uh i don't know like i i i as cool as it was to have, like, you know, E3 open up to the public and all that stuff, I kind of am on that boat of, like, I have to agree with you as far as making it um, the same, uh, make it just industry and just all that, but I would actually just make them two different events. Yeah. Like, it's... Well, that's what the Coliseum stuff was supposed to be, but the Coliseum stuff also kind of fell apart a little bit. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I think they should focus on doing one 100% industry the way it's been, and then one big, like, public event. They can still charge for people to yeah. get in, but you can do a couple days of, you know, all that. And I think, I think personally, it would work out a lot better if you did it like that. Yeah. I mean, as long as it has ECA backing and it's not, like, another rehashing of, like, E4All, then, yeah. Yeah, that makes some sense. I, I, I don't know. Like, all the influencer stuff that came out of it this year, like, as much as we technically qualify as influencers, I try and steer us down the not-quite-influencer path when it comes to our coverage. We're not big enough to really be influencers, but I, it's weird. Like A bunch of the companies are trending super hard in why would we bother dealing with press when YouTubers and Twitch streamers will do exactly what we want. Yeah. And that kind of coverage feels super shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, yeah, I don't know. Like It's... Maybe we're entering a weird era of what's the point of E3 at this point. Because, like, there's a certain amount... Like, that EA event is kind of okay. 
PSX, which is not E3, mind you, but what if they put all the money they spent on E3 towards PSX? That might be kind of cool. Well, because E3 has the the prestige behind it of it being yeah, E3, but, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, it's like bigger press conferences have fallen on harder times and been less regarded. Like, CES is now a joke. That's all about smart fridges and weird gadgets at this point. Not so much about, like, even the cutting edge of things. Like, if you want to see weird screens, go to CES or want to hear a tea, uh, fridge talk to you, go there. But you're probably getting better coverage of what's new just following Gizmodo at this point than actually attending that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I It was a little weird for me because I've been to it the last two years and not going. There was definitely this feeling of, Man, I'm not missing as much as maybe people think you are. I'd like to have been there because it's cool to be there, but at the same time, there's definitely a certain level of, yeah, you don't need to be here at all to get the experience. Maybe you get a better experience being at home. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I... Look, we missed something big that happened as part of aside from like some stages catching on fire and shit. I honestly I don't. I, I can't think of anything that I, I don't feel like covered from our podcast last week. No, that's fair. This was, this was designed to be a quick kind of catch all the page F back for how long that thing ran. <laughs> so if we're done with that, we do have one piece of listener mail. Thank you. Yes. All right, we got one piece of uh, listener mail, and it's Destiny or Anthem. Ooh. Dear people who are not, who are, uh, sorry, dear people who are not Destiny fanboys and Charlie. <laughs> Alex and Charlie both seem super impressed in Anthem, and Jeff even called it this year's What the Hell is This winner for Charlie, which leads to the question, which leads me to the question, Destiny 2 or Anthem? Destiny 2 comes out a year before Anthem does, but at the same time, Anthem will be the new and different when it actually does come out. So I ask, so I ask, what game will Charlie be dragging Alex through hundreds of hours once both is, once both are officially released? Also, has something Wicked Studios picked what platform they're playing Destiny 2 on from a fellow Destiny addict? Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, there's room in my life for... <laughs> There's, there's room in my life for two loot shooters. Exactly. I mean, I guess like, you're probably playing even, on the uh, PS4. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards right now. I even canceled my PC pre-order today. Well, there's the answer to that. Yeah, I well, partially because you can now get it for free if you buy a 1080. Yep, if you buy a 1080 G, GTX graphic card, or does that have to be the TI? Yeah. I think it's a GTX. Huh. No. I I saw that I've been thinking about buying a 1080 recently anyway, so <laughs> we'll see. Well, the odds of me getting either are both pretty low, but if yeah, I were I to get one, it would probably change. be Anthem, and only if it had a single player that was worth talking about. It feels like that actually might be plausible because Bioware is yeah. involved. Yeah. So between those two, more likely that. What console on? Uh, probably PS4, maybe computer. 
What am I talking about? Yeah. Happy computer. I'm not buying an Xbox. <laughs> no, it's coming out for PS4. Is it? Oh, then PS4. Yeah. Yeah, they just got they just got the reveal exclusive as part of their thing. Yeah, yeah I don't know about what I'm gonna play Anthem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna play Anthem on yet. It depends what other people are playing it on. Like, the reality is the Destiny community is really strong on PS4. Like, it, when it came down to the Xbox One versus PS4 split, a lot of people played it on PS4 because it had dumb little exclusives, and as a result. The community and the fan and the kind of friend list I have for Destiny on that platform is much larger than the one I suspect I'd have if I just jumped over to PC. And I don't know. Like I really like that game with a controller, so I'm probably sticking with a console at least initially. I stand by. I'd love it if they would add like at least some way of transferring your character back and forth between PC and console. But I. I feel like E3 would have been the time to have announced that, and they didn't, so I don't think that's going to be a thing, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I'll i be active on the PS4. I, it's also weird, too, because now the PC stuff comes out almost two months after the console release. I'm not talking, like, September, October. I'm talking, like, early September to, like, the tail end of October is now the difference. Yeah, that's that's... Part of the reason I'm kind of like, mm, like I don't know where to go with as far as the pick. Like, I, I originally was just gonna go PC because I'm like, fuck it, now I can play on PC, it'll be great. But it's like I have to wait two months longer, and then PlayStation's getting a bunch of exclusives. Like, mm. not a bunch. And like, as someone who lived with the exclusives for all of year one through three, don't get me wrong, some of those exclusives were kind of cool. Only one or two of them were super memorable ever. Mm. Like, the Hawkmoon, I think, was the biggest controversy. Because that gun was stupid broken at one point. Uh-huh. Uh, but that being said, like, it does seem like the Dest- the Destiny 1 meta definitely revolved more around the PS4 than it did the Xbox One for a variety of reasons. Most because it had exclusives. Like, technically speaking, there will be more content on the PS4 than the other two. Not a ton, but technically more. Mm-hmm. And when it came to year one of Destiny, that one extra strike was kind of a big deal. Those couple extra guns per expansion were also kind of uncomfortably a kind of big deal. Like, they shouldn't have mattered as much as they did, but good lord did they as a result. Like, I want to say by the end of year one of Destiny, there were... God, potentially two extra strikes on the PS4, mm. maybe three, at least. I heard it was just one. Um, I think we got one for Dark Below as well, but I, I don't remember. Well, I mean for part two, like as far as the exclusives. I think it's one. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. When I'm the, uh, But that's also only that's what it launches with. Like, there was other exclusives added with each piece of DLC in Destiny ah, 1. Ah, okay. Yeah, like... um. For reference, a Destiny 1 launched with one strike, one crucible map, and I think it was just the one exotic exclusive, but then they kept adding more exotic exclusives per expansion. Mm. And then you got a, and then you got stuff every like Taken King had more Destiny, had more PS4 exclusive stuff. And I I have great faith in Destiny 2, 
I'm still gonna pick the one that they've announced technically has more shit. Like, I want the complete experience of that game. And is it super shitty that, like, one of the strikes isn't part of the, isn't part of the Xbox One and probably the PC version of that game? Yeah. Does it change my stance that I'm still gonna play the complete version? No. Mm. Well, then on top of it, like, there's still some Destiny Year 2 exotics that haven't come to the Xbox One yet. They're still exclusive to the PS4, and it seems that they're getting more and more aggressive with that stance. Which is kind of shitty, but also, unfortunately, good business. <sighs> Fuck it, go in Anthem. <laughs> yeah, I, I, back to the original question of do I think I can balance two of those games at once? I, I go back to I played other games back when I was still playing like 15 hours of Destiny a week. Like many videos were made of me not playing um, Destiny during that time period. Many games were talked about that weren't Destiny. It was just kind of always a default of like, well, what am I going to play right now? I guess I'll play Destiny. Like, if I have two games I can default to, that means when Destiny's pissing me off, I can play Anthem and vice versa. Hmm. Like, back when I played MMOs, I kind of played two MMOs at once. Hell, I'm kind of currently playing four MMOs at once currently. Yay, Safari. I <laughs> kind of, yeah, actually. It's like, I bounce around pretty, like, I, I like what I like. Like, I probably won't even stop playing, like, I pick up Warframe every couple of months because that game has some cool shit other games don't have, and it's like it fills that kind of new content void because every time I pick it up, they've updated it up and all my progress gets reset. <laughs> I have all my gear, so I'm like, yeah, the quest chains are totally different. Start the fuck over. I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, like, for reference, I'm playing that. I'm occasionally... I'm playing Warframe... I'm still kind of playing the secret world. I've stopped doing that because of the legend stuff happening. I still occasionally play Destiny, not super frequently, but occasionally. And like I keep poking at Eve and Star Citizen every once in a while. And I'm still having time to play shit like Arms and Tekken 7 on top of that. Oh, Eve. Yeah. Like, for reference to the Crazy Charlie Land, I've been thinking about giving um, Elite Dangerous more of a shot again. Because <laughs> that game they keep doing cool shit with. Yeah. How many of most have you balanced at once, Alex? Mm -hmm. Say it again? How many MMOs have you ever balanced at once? Uh, let's see. Matrix Online, World of Warcraft, Star Wars, The Old Republic... Uh, I think, like, like full-time, full-time, I would say about two. Maybe three. But, like, I used to do a lot of mixtures online and then switch over to World of Warcraft back in the early days. Sure. So, it's, it's, like, I usually don't pick them up too long. Like, if I add anything to my repertoire, like Guild Wars 2, which I picked up not too long ago, the expansion. I still haven't used my free-level max character thing. So, um... I don't know. Like, I think I think two is the most I've ever balanced, like full time. Mm. So, hang on. We have some late breaking news. 
Have you guys been following the um, Sega Forever weirdness? No. Well, so apparently they revealed what the hell that is. It's a giant collection of classic Sega games coming to mobile, apparently. Like it's, got, it's got Dreamcast games, apparently. Oh, fucking awesome. Three classic games on mobile. Wow. Fucking sweet. It's got controller support. Yeah, I'll throw a link up so you guys can take a look at it. They've been hinting at it ever since E3 have been kind of like, we're not telling you what the shit, the, what the hell this is, to but it's a thing. We promise for realsies. Yeah. Yeah, to read their exact text, Sega Forever is a free and growing classic games collection of nearly every Sega game ever released for every console era, Master System, Genesis slash Mega Drive, Dreamcast, and more. Available on iOS and Android mobile device. Wow. Now, here's the question. The program may be free, but will the games also be free? I don't know. I can see that being um, the sly thing. That said, some of these games are already out. Yeah, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Hedgehog Altered yeah. Beast, and Fantasy Star 2 are out. And I have clicked the link, and they are totally free. Huh. It does offer in-app purchases. They all offer in-app purchases. Mm -hmm. So, I know they're going to try and, and bend me over somewhere. The question is just how and where. They got Kid Chameleon. Oh, shit. Kid Chameleon is a classic. I'd like to play that one. It's one of the games on the list. Is it? Oh. That was fun to play. So is Comic Zone. I don't know that one. Hey, see if that football one is on there. The mutant football? Uh... Uh, there's only like five games listed right now. Oh. Um, and coming soon, they have a tennis game. Eh. But kind of cool. Do I want to play Fantasy Star Online again? Or Fantasy Star 2 again? No. What? Yeah. Well, now you know, I guess. Uh, thank you for writing in. Sorry for kind of cutting that weirdly short with breaking Sega news. I try and check out stuff right before we end in case something like that happens and for once something did happen hmm. uh, any last great thoughts before we close it out um no I don't think I have anything in particular other than uh hopefully something gets better with the whole destiny PC thing otherwise yeah uh, it's making just it harder to fucking me on the I PS4 wanna, like I just want to pick a game up and play it, and then not have to worry about missing content out because there's exclusive content on a different console. Yep. Just join me on the PS4. <sighs> God damn it. Do it. <sighs> you know I'm probably going to end up doing it. Like, I, You're probably going to wind up like I am, where like I, I'm, I'm buying it for the PS4 first. Why? I want to play it day one. And the moment they announce, hey, you can transfer your characters back, within, back and forth within reason... I will buy the PC version. Cause that's the only reason I would buy the PC version. Mm. Cause I'll have already owned it at that point. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they'll. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If they don't, well, well, then I can just get Anthem for the PC. And if I like Anthem more, then yeah. I'll retire Destiny too. <laughs> yeah, I. Anthem's third person, so I'll be getting it for the console as well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I hate third person with mouse and keyboard. 
Yeah. No, I. It'll be interesting what that winds up meaning because I could imagine it matters more for Anthem because it's being made by Bioware and like the the PC version of Andromeda, despite not being great on any console, did run better on PC than anything else. Mm. Yeah. But maybe they won't fuck that up, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, in the fight of Anthem vs. Destiny, I'll be playing both. Mm. Probably right. too much. Any last pimpages or anything? I think uh, good. I guess pimpages for me is uh, you can catch me streaming throughout the week on both Twitch, YouTube Gaming, and Mixer. So feel free to stop by all the channels you can reach by looking up Mave online. We should find a way to either broadcast onto our stuff. I, I'm already paying money into restream. Maybe it's time to pay a little bit more so you can simulcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I apologize for a lack of videos in the near future. Until I get my laptop stuff sorted out, I'm a little bit... I've already rebuilt our video editing library twice in the last, like, as of this podcast going up, like, probably two or three times because shit keeps going wrong, and I'm not sure I want to rebuild that entire structure again just to have my computer wipe it out again. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what that winds up meeting. I'm not trying to get content out, but seeing as Final Cut, the program I use for editing, is the thing that keeps crashing my computer, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Podcast is less intensive to edit, and I have other ways of editing it than just that program. So, mm. yeah. All right. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Any of you guys want to do the honors? Yeah, we haven't had a listener call it out in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, well, sure. I will, or, do you want it, Alex? Yeah, I'll do it. I haven't done it in a while. Go for it. All right, guys, cue the metal.